Welcome to Famous with Kate and Liz. Yes, welcome back, children. <laughs> no, what are you, sweet baby muffins? Welcome. Chubby muffins? <laughs> chubby. Oh, that's even cuter. Little chubby muffins. Um, we're back. We are back. This is Kate coming from the East Coast, representing. <laughs> and this is Liz on the West Coast. Um, yeah. We're back. We got another new famous series to start this evening um, with you all or morning or whatever time you're listening to this at. <laughs> yeah, you do you. You do you. Listen, we all have our moments. Um, yeah, we're doing Famous Houses, which I'm so excited what? for. That's our newest series. Our last one was the Famous Trials series so if you've stuck with us through that welcome to famous houses um you know we got to try to get creative here with what specifically we're going to like focus on for our three parts but um this week for famous houses this is going to be our combo duet week so where we both kind of share our research and literally every time so far it's like you're like, okay, I'll cover this and this, and you cover this and this. And then miraculously, it just flows so perfect, and it blows yeah. up every time. I know. If you don't know, if you're new here, like, we share a mind. And we were college roommates, UMass Amherst, um, good times. And <laughs> Someone should seriously study our brains because, like, I don't know, like, how often, because it's so often, like, we will text each other the same thing at the same time, or, yeah, like you're saying, with the notes and the episode, so there's definitely some psychic connection thing happening, so we are available to be studied. Yeah, please, study us, like, that's all we want in life, actually, like, (laughs) will somebody study our brains, like, saw my head open and study my brain? I need to know what is happening. It's crazy. That is us. And that is why (laughs) we're basically on our Sunday night phone call and you guys are just listening in. That's usually how this is happening. Um, But please reach out to us and let us know what you guys want to hear at famous Kate and Liz, Kate with a C on Instagram the best way just like literally dm us and tell us anything and we are your servants <laughs> like we are here for you um so that's at famous kate and liz kate with a c or you can email us famous kate and liz at gmail.com just send us a little note um yeah, a little little love letter you want to hear from you you know concerns at literally anything you can tell us how much you hate us <laughs> We will be like, oh my God, somebody is listening to this podcast. We love you. <laughs> yeah, as long as you listen, we love you. You can hate us if you want. That's totally fine. Um, <laughs> haters going to hate. We welcome that too. Just uh, tell a friend first before you stop listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please tell a friend how much you hate this podcast. So it's so curious that they start listening. Exactly. Uh, reverse psychology. That's yeah. that's what we're working on. That's our marketing strategy. Reverse psychology. <laughs> Genius. 
Dara. Oh my God. I feel like we were rambling. We were rambling a lot before we started recording. And it's kind of perfect because the house that we're doing tonight, like if there was one way to describe the architecture of this house, I would say it's rambling. <laughs> kind of. You're like literally a Segway queen right now. And I bow to you. <laughs> I bow to you. But am I right? Like... No, this house is insane. And so like, we need to get into it because like, it's never ending. It's like the never ending story of houses. And this could easily become a never ending story if we're not careful. <laughs> Us tonight, the never ending story. <laughs> okay, quick, quick side note, because you just sang that song. My husband and I watched the never ending story not too long ago. And I was singing that song beforehand before we started watching it, he's like, that's, like, you just made that up. That's not, like, a song from the movie. It's not? <laughs> and it is. It is. I was totally right. But he, like, did not know that, remember it, or anything. So thank you. <laughs> that would be, like, one of those Mandela effect things. Like, uh, why would I think that that's the same exact song, too? You know? But, and like, I was like, how would I even know to sing that? <laughs> Exactly. Why would multiple people think to sing that exact tune? That is wild. I hated that movie. I hated that movie. It definitely oh. wasn't that good the second time around. I mean, seeing it as oh. an adult. <laughs> that big flying, like, dog thing. Dragon. Yeah. I can't with that. He kind of looks like my dog. <laughs> so he's kind of cute. <laughs> You're like, I actually love him. You bitch. Shut up. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So did we even say what house we're doing? Okay, no, 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 no. Okay. So let's get into it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Introduce the house. Um, And like, let's kick it off. And then I'll get into the background. That's right. This week is the Winchester Mystery House. You've heard of this. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody's heard of this house. I think, right? Let us I, you know, I don't know if I had heard of this house really until my, like, adult years, but, <laughs> I, but yeah, I mean, like, if you're into weird, crimey stuff and just, like, weird history, you probably know this house, and it's definitely, like, top, top, top of my bucket list, pretty up there to go to it, and, um, so yeah, I can't wait to like go tour it someday. I think they're only doing virtual tours right now um, and tours of the garden because it's like two hours away from where I live. It's in San Jose, California. And so I wanted to try to go there, but um, due to the pandemic, it's a little shut down. And, you know, I really want to go see a mystery house in full effect. I don't just want to see the gardens. Um, you gotta go. I fully support I can't it. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like this insane eccentric house. Um, it's an architectural wonder, like I said, in San Jose, California. And um, it was the personal residence of Sarah Lockwood Party Winchester, who is the widow of William Wirt Winchester and the heiress to a large portion of the Winchester um, repeating arms fortune. So the Winchester rifle, some of you may have heard of that. It's a brand of rifle. Yeah, I feel like you've heard of like Smith and Wesson and mm -hmm. Winchester. 
Yeah, those are the two big ones, I feel like. Like, I know nothing about guns. Just nothing. I've heard of that. So, yeah, I feel like that should at least be, like, a familiar name. Yeah, exactly. And this house, like, I encourage everyone to go look it up um, and, like, go on their website, actually, because it's, like, insane. It's huge, and we're going to get into, like, all the details of it, and it's got this kind of spooky history which you're going to tell us about too you know that ties to the Winchester rifle but like rambling and eccentric are like the ways to describe it I feel like (laughs) 100% agree okay so I think you are doing the who's who hopefully this week because I'm not so who's who of this house is like yeah Well, so, like, you know, we're doing the series as houses, right, which is a little different than just focusing on people or scandals, but every house, there has to be a person behind it, you know, or someone who lives there or people who were haunted there, you know, so, yes, we will be talking about the people who resided in these famous houses that we're going to be covering as well. So, um, Sarah Winchester, as I mentioned, was an heiress, and she inherited a lot of her wealth after the death of her husband, William Wirt Winchester, um, and her father-in-law as well. They died, like, within a year of each other. And so her inheritance just from her husband was $20 million, and that would be about $529 million today. Oh, my God. So, Uh, like, half? half, Yeah, exactly. Half a billion. And um, she also inherited 50% holding in the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Uh, And this made her one of the wealthiest women in the world at the time. Um, And she has just been best known for using her fortune to continuously construct the Winchester Mansion in San Jose for 38 years straight. She had just construction going different projects on this house. Right, like 20, literally 24-7. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I didn't say this. This was, like, in the 1800s. I forgot to, like, set the year. <laughs> 18. So, yeah, 1860s, September 30th, 1862. She's in New Haven, Connecticut. And uh, she marries William Wirt Winchester. And he is the only son of Oliver Winchester, the owner of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. So, next in line for that, you know, company. And they did have one daughter named Annie, who was born on June 15th, 1866, but she died um, just over a month later on July 25th uh, of Merrimus, and the couple didn't have any more children after that. Yeah, so, apparently she couldn't, like, digest food or something. Okay, yeah, I wasn't like, sure what that was, and I forgot to look it up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she it she, the baby had some like weird thing of like it couldn't digest the food, so they basically just had to like watch their baby starve to death, literally. Oh my god! Which I cannot even imagine. Um, so you Jeez, know, just think that's of, like awful the weight of that, and yeah, where you would be kind of like in life if that was 
you know what was yeah she had a lot of a lot of loss around her so you can see why maybe she um you know was so out there later on or kind of you know people had a certain perception of her so yeah let's talk a little bit about her husband there's not too much on him but he was the treasurer of the winchester repeating arms company and he had that position until his death in 1881 he died of tuberculosis in march um of 1881 in new haven connecticut and there's actually a hospital in his name, the William Wirt Winchester Hospital in West Haven, Connecticut, which was established in his honor by his wife, Sarah, for the treatment of tuberculosis patients. The hospital, um, you know, was established in his name, but later sold and became a Veterans Administration Hospital. So, well, uh, I, <laughs> I, that's a good good thing to be named after yeah the private pavilion at Yale New Haven Hospital was also um, renamed in his honor okay yeah so I mean you know well-respected guy you know it's interesting because when I think of like rifles and stuff I think of like the old west I don't really think of Connecticut um (laughs) yeah in Connecticut in the mill and then shipped out yeah and we'll get to that too yeah, yeah, I know you're going to go into that, which is great. So um, back to just Sarah. Um, like I mentioned, her father-in-law also died um, pretty close to her husband. So he died in 1880, and then William died in 1881. And so she, you know, had a lot of this inheritance um, from both of them, but also a lot of sauce, sorrow, too. Yeah, right. Like, you all of a sudden, you're, like, the richest woman in the world, but who cares, like... You don't have a husband. You don't have a daughter. You have no family. Right. And like, you know, the husband at the time was really, you know, the provider and stability. And then probably beyond that, her husband's husband, um, not her husband's husband, her her husband's father, (laughs) her father-in-law, you know, was like another source of that. Different episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just like all that stability in your life. And, you know, um, so she had all this money. And um, she had about 50% ownership of the Winchester Company and an income of about $1,000 a day. So, Damn. <laughs> Damn. And this Which- is in 1881. Um, so in 1886, she purchased a small two-story farmhouse and ranch in San Jose, California, moved to the other side of the country. Um, and this is what would become the Winchester Mystery House. It was originally called the... La Nada Villa, and this is what she would build into this crazy mystery house today. Okay. But yeah, I mean, she kind of did have this reputation for being a distraught woman um, because of the loss of her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And husband and all that. And during this time, um, there was also a rise in spiritual mediums and mentalists, which I think you're going to talk more about too. Um, And she, you know, just spiritualism was getting really popular in the U.S. And um, she got into this and she, um, you know, would meet with these spiritual advisors and try to talk to the dead and, you know, all of that. So, yeah, um, something that would be right up her alley. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, she probably is grieving still and, you know, looking for some closure as well. 
Um, so Sarah lived till um, 1922. She died September 5th, 1922 in her sleep of heart failure. A service was held in Palo Alto, California, and her remains lay at Alta Mesa Cemetery. Um, and then they were eventually transferred to New Haven, Connecticut, and buried next to her husband and their infant child, um, you know, who we've mentioned died earlier. And she left a will written in 13 sections with thir- and which she signed 13 different times as well, which is just kind of I'll get into that too. I'll get okay, into the great. significance. Interesting. So yeah, I didn't know what the significance of that was, but I'm glad you do. Um, and then the belongings of the Winchester Mystery House were left to her niece, Marion Marriott, um, who took what she wanted and auctioned off the rest of them. Um, And we're going to talk more about, you know, what happened to the Winchester Mystery House and what it is today at the end. Um, Also, like, um, I have a question. Is Marion Marriott, (laughs) is Marion Marriott, like, Paris Hilton of the, like, early 1900s? I don't know. You know, I um, meant to look into that. I di- it didn't really, like, mention that in anything. So um, that she was part of, like, the Marriott family. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, the poor person's um, Paris Hilton <laughs> Marriott. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that is a good question. Um, okay. Well, it's hard, yeah. to ask. hard to ask the name Marriott, you know. I figured just- it would say, you know, like. But, you know, they're, it's all rich people, so very well could be. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's get into, like, the facts of the house. And, like I said, definitely go look it up um, on your own because it's so crazy. Um, crazy and beautiful. Like, it really is. Um, okay, so the outside looks like a tiered wedding cake. Um, so it's a Victorian style. Um, and the um, top of, like, the wedding cake has like these slender sort of looking birthday candles this is how the website the winchester mystery house website describes the house like this wedding cake <laughs> yeah yeah they um, took it with us yeah and um it has spindle work and stick work horizontal and di- diagonal wood um that decorate the house and make um this really pretty piping look there are scallop shingles um and tiers of turrets and balconies, um, you know, so it's very detailed and um, definitely in this like style of Victorian architecture. Yeah, um, and so that it's like an old school dollhouse. Definitely, yes, great way to describe it. So yeah, like the Victorian style in this um, description is like the words prudish and straight laced or and puritanical are like you know part of that style so very yeah put together um you know but this house you know kind of veered from that and it was considered kind of risque um you know so <laughs> i guess that's you know something interesting and you know one reason that it was able to um kind of keep up with this uh, continual construction and this new style and kind of trying new things is because of the railroad system was allowing um, more craftsmanship to come and more ornamental pieces and different types of wood, you know, to like be brought into the, the era area. Dang. Interesting. Mm. I always forget about the railroad. I mean, really (laughs) that was such an 
influential time in history. I always forget about the railroad, you know? What the heck? Yeah, no, innovation, man. The original innovation. Um, so it the Winchester Mystery House identifies most with like a Queen Anne style. Um, it's familiar if you think of like the long leaning row houses of San Francisco. Um, it kind of can be reminded of that. Oh, and look, this this quote right here actually calls it a rambling, asymmetrical character of Italian farmhouses. So. Perfect. Yeah. It totally is. Yeah, rambling. <laughs> they knew. They knew. This would be perfect for Kate and Liz to cover. <laughs> they ramble. Um, this is crazy. I need to go here. Like I'm I, going. It's so crazy. Like we need to go. Um, I wish it I wish it was like a hotel and you could stay in it, but it's not. Um, but you can definitely go visit it. Um so Sarah was the mastermind behind this house. She alone was responsible for the renovations and the addition of over 160 rooms to the house over a span of 38 years. And um, people assume that she most likely, people, historians, <laughs> assume that she most likely would have consulted like numerous blueprint books of the time and, um, you know, to learn how to describe the style she wanted. So she was really involved in, like, the design. Yeah, it was really all her. What she wanted, she would have to have some idea of, like, how to draw up blueprints or something to show them what Absolutely. exactly she wanted. Yeah. And she had, like, unlimited funds. So by the time the Winchester Mansion was, I'm not going to say done, but, like, you know, was eventually became this modern marvel because it had indoor plumbing multiple elevators hot water there was central heating um you know this is in the 1880s so definitely one thing i i like found out about her was that she was like super into technology like the latest in like mm -hmm. technological wonders of the time so it was like it's a wonder to us still now because how strange this place is but it was also kind of a wonder in the day because it oh, was absolutely. Like a woman yeah a woman should not have all like be doing all this latest technological stuff or whatever like whatever they called it at the time yeah, actually, yeah, definitely doing it all on her own. I think there's tons of stigma around her, you know, probably just being a widower with this um, mansion anyways. But yeah, probably for that time, it was definitely something seen as like modern Marvel, innovative, where now we're looking back on it as like this amazing like historic piece, you know? So it's kind of cool that it's um, in, you know, like the top, I don't know, the top of its game in, in all eras, you know, it has like, marveled for so many different reasons and withstood so much so um let's talk about all the different features of the house um it is 24,000 square feet oh my god and there are 10,000 windows more than the empire state building in new york city Crazy. there are 2,000 doors 160 rooms 52 skylights Oh, that's nice. I love a skylight. I yeah, love yeah. natural light. <laughs> 47 stairways and fireplaces. Oh my God. 17 oh my God. chimneys, 13 bathrooms. Can never have enough bathrooms. <laughs> no. that, yeah. I'm like 13. That's it. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, going from a place, I I think we both live in a one bathroom place. So (laughs) like, that sounds like the dream. (laughs) And six kitchens, which is incredible. Um, And the built at price tag for all that was $5 million in 1923. And that would be 71 million today. Wow. Okay. So yeah, no joke. Like this was the place of the day. Yeah. And she just like, she lived there like, okay. And I know why you're going to go into like why it's so big and all that, but I just think it would be the craziest, eeriest place just self too, you know? Yeah. So big. Yeah. And with all those fireplaces, I'm shocked it never burnt down. Like I feel like, yeah, like from that time, it's like, like, there's no records from this time because like the fucking library burnt down. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Like everything burned during this time. So yeah. Um, And yeah, so just, you know, not all the features are completely functional. That's the biggest thing that I think is so weird about this place is um, not all the 2000 doors can be walked through. So one leads to an eight foot drop to a kitchen sink and another door leads to a 15 foot drop into the bushes in the garden below. Um, There are staircases that lead straight up to ceilings, like, but don't go anywhere (laughs) and expensive Tiffany stained glass windows that were installed in places where they would get no light. And there are lots of different secret passageways and um, a particularly odd delight it's described as is a cabinet that when you open it, it extends through 30 rooms of the house. So that's that like you're opening cabinet. It's just got this long, probably like tunnel that goes through 30 different rooms. Yeah, that is crazy. That's so cool. Like, who would think of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, she had to have told the people constructing the house, you know, what to do and what she wanted. So can you just right. imagine what they were thinking? You know, like, why does she want this cabinet to go through? Yeah, three different like, rooms? Okay. aye, 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 Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's the house. And let's get into kind of, like, It's got this legacy for a reason because there are a lot of weird things and they're tied to like a certain historic, you know, certain history and there's a lot of mystery. Obviously it's mystery mansion. So why don't you kind of take us to the more darker side of Winchester? I will. Yeah. I was going to say like, this is why we call it the Winchester mystery mansion. Like we're going to get into that part of why exactly it's called that because so far it's like, okay, whatever this like widow built this kind of weird house, like whatever. So behind all of this, we're just kind of, there's a method to the madness, right? (laughs) I mean, there is a method to the madness. Always. always. Um, So let's start with the legacy of the Winchester name itself, which comes from the Winchester rifle, as we talked about earlier. Um, So, The Winchester rifle is among the first to completely redefine the firearms industry, and it's the first commercially available smokeless powder round for the North American consumer market. I don't know what any of that means because I don't know anything about guns, but I guess that was like a crazy thing. 
Um, well, it and- just sounds like that was pretty innovative for firearms, you know, at the time and kind of just maybe just Sarah and her husband and this family were kind of just like, you know, progressive cutting edge. They liked, you know, technology and all this, you know, yeah. I see a theme emerging with the Winchester. Right. They were family. kind of like the type of like, how can we make this better? You know, like, mm-hmm. how do we improve this? How do we make it better? So um, they're like, they call it the repeater rifle because it could fire 15 bullets before you had to reload it. And that was like the newest thing for their day, because before you would have to like fire it, stand there, load it. And like, this was not good during the, like, I don't know what you would call it today, war with the indigenous Americans. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just the Westward movement, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So like this, gun is basically the reason that all these different uh, nations kind of got driven driven away because what they would do was when the stupid American with the one-shot gun is standing there trying to reload their gun again, they would ambush from, you know, like wherever Hmm. at you know, get the soldiers or whoever was trying to invade on them. Yeah, they just had a different, like, technique of warfare and, yeah. But now, now with this new gun, they could not do that because Mm -hmm. the gun could shoot 15 times before it had to be reloaded. So definitely not a good thing, you know, if you were on the other side of this barrel, if you want to say. It was was the, the gun known as the gun that won the West. Okay. And like, that, like it's famous. That thing. must be why I associate it kind of with the West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. So um, you just have to like, you know, pull the trigger one time or whatever, 15 bullets. I don't know. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. our, our first semi-automatic, you know. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's like exactly it. I mean, if you um, think about all like, what type of guns we have now like it really all is because of this one you know this is like the technology yeah. that accomplished it right right was a huge advance advancement like everyone wanted to get their hands on one of these um and then so during like the civil war confederates allegedly declared it the quote that damn yankee rifle you can load on sunday and shoot all week so they like <laughs> hated it because it was made you know in the north so mm-hmm. you know all the union soldiers um you know had them and the confederates what like were stealing them left and right on the battlefields whenever they could because it was like they all wanted interesting um, yeah so that's a little a little background okay on the winchester rifle so that's why like this family had so much money because it it just changed, it revolutionized, revolutionized, you know, the weapons industry, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, yeah. So let's talk about. And anytime there's like war going on, you know, they're making a profit <laughs> off of that. Oh, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that basically kind of brings us into like why she built this house so crazy after she was widowed, you know, so not only widowed, but, you know, her daughter 
only lived mm-hmm. a few days, um, a couple weeks. So she basically became obsessed with thoughts that she was being haunted by the ghosts of all the men who were killed by the Winchester rifle. So she like could feel, you know, kind of like the energy of all the people who were killed by Talk like, about, she, like some guilt, was, some heavy she, guilt. She's like by association. She's like by marriage and she oh my is exactly. carrying this weight. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. She's, you know, she married into this family. So it's not like she was in like the gun family, like since birth, you know, like she married into this family and, um, you know, supposedly the house was built to either accommodate these spirits or whatever, or to keep them away with the 24 seven pounding of the hammers and basically nonstop mm. construction. Um, so we don't like, we don't have a ton of answers. Um, so we only have stories like she said she it's said that she would sleep in a different bedroom every night to confuse mm-hmm. spirits to like leave her alone so like that could be a reason why there's so many bedrooms um you know but some people argue the house is so like physically crazy to look at and like be in that it represents her restless mind or like oh. rambling thoughts, if you will, if we want to go mm-hmm. with the, <laughs> the rambling theme, yeah. <laughs> so some people just think like she built the house like as if it was her mind, like you interesting. Know, I almost feel like that was probably like a subconscious thing that just yeah. she didn't even realize yeah. she was doing that, but it, yep. you know that's just the way she was thinking. And I can also see that if you're going to be having construction and hammering going 24-7 to ward off spirits, you would want a really big house. So you could, like, go on the complete other side to sleep so you don't hear that. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But we'll, we'll probably never know, basically. I like, wish happened? she, like, left diaries or something, you know? I know, I know. Um, okay, so Sarah was a woman who controlled her own fortune in a time when that was basically unheard of. So we kind of like talked about that earlier. Um, so as you can imagine, there were plenty of stories written about her and she was ridiculed and said to be obsessive, reclusive, guilt-stricken, childless, always wearing black gloves and a veil. And basically the media made of her whatever they wanted. And um, uh, That's so awful to like make fun of her for being childless when she lost her child, you know? And, like, who cares? Jealous much? Like, right. yeah. Well, it was, of course, like, a bored neighbor who was in that, like, wealthy neighborhood with all these big houses. probably hated all the hammering. Yes, constantly exactly. happening at her house. <laughs> of course you would be like, that's weird. Like, what are they doing over there? Like, that woman must be reclusive. And, you know, like, she's always walking around with her black gloves and veil. Well, I guess mean, what? I kind of get it. There was a leaf blower Saturday morning that broke, woke me up, and I wanted to murder somebody. So <laughs> that's hilarious. leaf blowers are obnoxious. So I, I can kind of get the neighbors' angst if there's like constant construction happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and if she kept to herself, like really nobody did know. And anyway, so all the stuff was in the media, but she never engaged with them. So. Mm, that's okay. like why I think we don't have much about her because she would just let them say whatever they wanted to say and right. um, 
she just built the house like she wanted to, basically. Um, yeah, she doesn't have to answer to anyone. Who cares? It's her money. She can spend it however she wants. You know, she's being tormented, obviously, by something, whether it's, you know, a really ghost or not, you know, like, poor woman. Yeah, but she's a, she's a widowed woman. A woman yeah. can't make all these decisions. <laughs> what? Shocking. Um, so the legend of her being, like, unhinged came from a popular, um, like, rumor that was in the valley, which I guess that's, like, where they live is a valley. I don't know. Is it? Is this true? There's, like, a lot of valleys in California. Because so, I, I would say, like, the valley would be, like, L.A. more, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It must be a valley area. But um, basically the audacity of an intelligent woman grieving openly and spending her vast fortune the way she wanted um, is what gave her this reputation that she never really deserved. And um, I mean, I guess we can't Uh, say it enough. You know, she... Haters gonna hate. Haters, drink that haterade. Yeah. Go ahead. Now see, Sarah Winchester, she's famous. (laughs) We are talking about her on a podcast, okay? So... Um, so the, okay, so the mystery around Sarah Winchester grew even more intense thanks to the, um, unusually close-knit bond she shared with her staff. So she spent an unusual, for the time, amount of money making sure her servants lived in comfort and reportedly treated them almost like a family. And in return, the staff gave her unquestioning loyalty and never spoke to journalists about their unusual boss's habits or motivations. Um, okay. so, so she treated, well, she's treated her staff good. I mean, she's basically like the female Jeff Bezos of the 1800s. So like, <laughs> let her spend money on her staff. Yeah. And, and like, it's like happy wife, happy life. Make your, yeah. make these people who work for you happy and grateful for their job and they love doing what they're doing because you actually treat them like humans like you know and pay them well and then she doesn't feel isolated you know either because you know she gets to have people around who you know enjoy being there exactly exactly um okay so where was I blah 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 okay Sorry. Um, in return. Oh, yeah, I already said that part. Okay. So, oh, did you talk about how when she died, that the servants basically just all walked away from the property? No, no, I just, I just said that she died of heart failure. Okay, okay. So I couldn't remember if you said this part. Oh, my God. So, um, like the day she died, all the work stopped. Okay. Like, literally, everybody just left. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm right. Like why stay? (laughs) She's the only reason like they were there. Yeah. And even after she died, like none of the people said anything about her. Okay. Which is crazy. Loyal to the end. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, okay. So here's a little fun fact. So there's this movie called Winchester that Helen Mirren stars in and um she so she you know had to go to the house Helen Mirren and Mm -hmm. um, you know because she was gonna play Sarah Winchester so 
she went there and she has been quoted there was like an article in variety or something um or vanity fair maybe and she said i think they probably felt very identified with this house um because it was much like their house in a way like because it was her house so she was saying as the workers like they were there every day working so closely with her on like what they what she wanted next making sure it was perfect you know it was like a labor of love for them too I'm Mm -hmm. sure it was their life you know just as it was her life so Helen Mirren anyway stars in this movie I don't recommend it fell asleep like 20 (laughs) minutes into it well and you said it was more like a horror movie I just looked it up right now and she's wearing like this black veil which we said she did wear but like it just looks like a horror picture not like a grieving picture yeah 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 yeah. this this movie I don't recommend it. it is it's more like just like a horror movie like just super yeah horror not I don't know, not like suspenseful, the kind of like scary movie I like. Right, <laughs> or mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely more of a horror um, genre. And but, I don't um, really feel like the house was like that. I mean, well, she definitely had issues and thought she was being, you know, haunted and whatnot, but I don't think it was to the point, to that point, right? Like she wouldn't have yeah. been functioning if it was, I feel like. Yeah, well, and apparently like a former ground worker's niece said that the home had like a warm welcoming feel for her and that she thinks that it was some form of therapy for Sarah yeah Uh, and that like she loved you know she loved architecture this is like what she wanted to be doing she was like on her own had whatever money she wanted and this is what she wanted to do um so that makes sense too yeah her form of therapy hobbies are forms of therapy right I would argue yeah I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, so after she died, they looked into this huge safe and, you know, they were like, what the hell's in this huge safe? Like we finally want to know. And remember, like she was one of the wealthiest people at the time. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of intrigue into what was in the safe. Well, in the huge expensive safe was a smaller expensive safe. And of course, they're like, course. oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. a safe in a safe. Like, what's in this safe? And then they opened that, and it was another smaller safe. Of course. This is the Winchester Mystery House. I mean. <laughs> what did you expect to find yeah. a huge safe? So oh in God. that third smaller safe were four things. A lock of her daughter's hair, a lock of her husband's hair, and a copy of each of their obituary notices. Oh, oh, my God yeah that's what she kept that's and that's the most important thing to her locked away in her safe not any money not you know her house I'm gonna cry I know I know in a little daughter's hair like who was only like a month old she got like hair from that baby oh yeah I know I know it's super super I mean it just shows that like clearly this woman like (laughs) Yeah. Was grieving. And was this house her grieving in like a quote unquote bad way? Or was it her grieving and like actually getting some sort of good feeling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's still, it's debated again to this day. Um, 
excuse me, just five months after she died, the house was open to the public and more than 12 million people have visited hoping to see a ghost or crack some mystery as to why the house was built the way it was, just as we're doing now. Like, why, 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 why? We don't know. <laughs> um, one of the most talked about rooms is the seance room. Mm-hmm. And that was allegedly used um, to get instructions directly from the spirits to tell her what to add to the house. Um, oh, okay. And this basically takes us to the topic of the spiritualism movement, which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. If you don't know, spiritualism developed um, and researched its peak growth in membership from the 1840s to the 1920s, especially in English-speaking countries. Um, so I don't know if, if you're into like any kind of like true crimey podcasts or anything, you've probably heard about some sort of cases that have to do with spiritualism. Um, yeah, but- actually I was going to say, um, Aaron Mankey's unobscure, the whole second season I yeah. think is all on spiritualism. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I gotta, yeah. I, gotta I always that. listen to his podcast, but I fall asleep because like his yeah, voice just his voice is so, <laughs> so I I, I've yeah. listened to like half of that season, but I don't remember much of it, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, it is good, but his voice is like so monotonous. It's true. Um, okay, so by 1897, spiritualism was said to have more than 8 million followers in the United States and Europe, mostly drawn from the middle and upper class. So it would make sense that Sarah, you know, okay, she's obviously in the upper class. Um, Spiritualism flourished for a half century without canonical texts or formal organization, attaining cohesion through periodicals, tours by um, trance lecturers, camp meetings, and the missionary activities of accomplished mediums. So many prominent spiritualists were women. And like most spiritualists, supported um, causes such as the abolition of slavery and women's suffrage. So I'm just liking Sarah Winchester more and more. Like she just seems like really progressive. Yeah, yeah, she definitely was. Yeah, yeah, definitely for that time. Like she was way ahead of her time for for that. By the late uh, 1880s, the credibility of the informal movement had weakened due to accusations of fraud perpetrated by mediums and formal spiritual organizations began um, began to appear. So, you know, of course, with anything, there are people who are going to ruin it and they're fraud. All good things must come to an end, you know. Yep. yep. (laughs) Fraudulism. So um, party poopers. Yes. Every party has a pooper. <laughs> and that party poopers you, Liz. I'm just kidding. Um, spiritualism is currently practiced primarily through various um, denominational, that was a rough one, um, <laughs> spiritualist churches in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom. Oh, here's another little fun fact. You know I love my fun facts. Franz Mesmer was a famous spiritualist, and he actually is known for a technique that was later called hypnotism and have you ever heard of the word mesmerized because that comes from good old Franz Mesmer because hypnotism was first referred to as mesmerism mesmer I had no idea we should do maybe we should do famous spiritualists or something I would love (laughs) to like learn more about that (laughs) it's it's pretty cool like 
you know, even just learning about it, like whether mm-hmm. you would believe in it or not, just like learning about it, it's pretty cool. Um, well, I think just, yeah, people are just grasping on for something. And especially at this time, it's like getting close to the turn of the century. Like we were saying the railroad, there's all this new technology. So I think like people are just like way more open-minded too at the time. So yeah. that's, and you I know, kind of helped contribute to that rise. Yeah. And one thing I read, which is like, you know, I mentioned that most, most of the, um, you know, people who were into this were women, Mm -hmm. but there was something about how, you know, like death, infant death rates were like, you know, staggering Mm, during Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you follow certain religions, babies are not, you know, let into heaven unless they're baptized. And if they die Mm -hmm. at birth and weren't baptized before they died, like, you know, women would not only have guilt of their newborn child dying, but also (laughs) that it didn't go to heaven, you know, so that may have like caused a lot, like, you know, mostly female Mm -hmm. type, like, we want to believe in something that, you know, in spiritualism, all beings like went to heaven or whatever you know it's like it well or if I can make contact yeah with my loved one then I know that they're in heaven you know yeah Yeah. that's okay yeah exactly so you know and which maybe they these fraudulent people were preying on the emotions of you know women are so emotional as we know you know Mm. like playing on that which is like horrible but anyway still happens to this yeah um okay so that kind of brings us to the hauntings um I don't know did I mention before how um Sarah would have a seance every night at like midnight did I say that no you said that she had the seance room okay so she like apparently every night like at midnight she oh would have gosh. a seance for the spirits to tell her, like, what she wanted to add okay. to the house the next day. And the next morning, like, she would hand off those, you know, those notes to the construction people. And they would then work on whatever the spirits had told her in the nightly seance. I wonder if she, like, used the same construction company or, like, I mean, this company had to be roll it in the dough <laughs> they're like we have yep. this like 38 year constant project yep. <laughs> super steady job yeah we're booked for the next 38 years sorry <laughs> that is a good gig I'm not gonna lie not the worst gig I've ever heard <laughs> or like did she just like create her own construction company basically just to work that's there? probably what it was yeah, yeah. like independent her people own private one yeah uh-huh. yeah Um, but so that kind of brings us into like the hauntings. So let's get into that. Um, a number of employees and a few visitors claim to have crossed paths with this guy named Clyde and he's a mustached (laughs) man, sometimes seen pushing a wheelbarrow in the basement or trying to repair the fireplace in the ballroom. He's been described to management roughly like this quote, we really like the actor who was repairing the ballroom fireplace wearing white overalls and a Victorian boater hat. And then they would say like, what? Like we didn't hire an actor. So people would see this guy who really wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And think that he was just someone dressed, you know, like they do at 
tourist places yeah okay yeah yeah which apparently like they don't do that at this place yeah so people like notice it like oh there's like a you know person of the time little character yeah. actor you know mm-hmm. um so just mind his own business just repairing yeah. stuff okay doesn't seem like but scary I guess, right exactly like he's just minding his own so Clyde is apparently like a popular resident at the Winchester estate to this day um then of course there are these stereotypical gentle tugs of shirts or skirts you know during the tours Mm -hmm. and the report from longtime maintenance worker um oh oh this could be from the longtime maintenance worker Denny um and oh this so the security guard he was working one morning, and after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above him, and he, like, went up to go tell the people, like, this is off limits, get out of here. Mm-hmm. But the footsteps always seemed to be one step ahead of him, and, like, one floor above him, and he finally reached the roof, and there was no one up there, uh-huh. which is super fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can hear someone running up ahead of and you he was and chasing them yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then there's nobody like super creepy um another little fun fact houdini came to the house in 1924 during oh. his, he had a nationwide tour to debunk spiritualism what i thought he would called, be all for it <laughs> oh no no well i think also because like he knew there was fraudulent people Fraud. out there okay like getting these people all you know oh I'm gonna hypnotize you or I'm gonna mm-hmm. you know tell you your future and you're gonna you know whatever yeah, he's like fear. I'm the real deal they're the frauds like yes yeah okay so that caused like another movement and Winchester Mystery House um has thrown out the welcome mat oh for um paranormal investigator Zach Baggins Oh, um, okay. <laughs> travel to those ghost adventures. We all know nice. wagons. We've all seen a ghost adventures episode or two. Um, and noted psychic Sylvia Brown. Okay. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And famed medium James Van Prague, which I don't know who that is, but I guess he's a famous medium. Um, but they all channeled Sarah at a seance dinner, and claimed that she expressed happiness that the house had like so many visitors so apparently like any of these people are like you know they they don't see it as like a oh my god the because it's said to be one of the most haunted houses in a like in the right but -hmm. like it's not in like this creepy like demonic way which we think of like a haunted house um so okay here's another one so prior to the mansion opening for tours one day a worker was on a ladder he felt a tap on his shoulder turned and no one was there the worker refocused his attention on his task that's when he felt what seemed like a hand pressing against his back um he was still the only one in the room but not for long that worker got out of there fast leaving the (laughs) other laborer alone to handle the job so Ah. You know, just, like, the feeling of, like, someone is touching you, but literally, you know for yeah. a fact, no one else is in the room. Like, 
that well, and is, you're on a ladder too yes. right you know you're up high so they'd have to like either be up high near you or on the ladder as well <laughs> yeah that would be a horrible feeling um some employees who worked at the mansion for mrs winchester are said to have stayed um on after their deaths and like we talked about clyde he was one mm-hmm basically I guess stayed there there are footsteps heard shuffling to and from Mrs. Winchester's room um could be her servants there's an apparition with black hair who's frequently spotted pushing a wheelbarrow that's probably Clyde um perhaps that labor is what a present day worker encountered in the hall of flames which is like a room that's named that because of of fireplaces Oh, okay. Yeah. We talked about all the fireplaces. So there's a room that has like so many fireplaces that they call it the Hall of Flames. Yeah. Which is like kind of a cool name. Um, Prior to the mansion's opening for tours one day, the worker was on a, oh, I already read that part. Okay. Oh, so this is another weird thing that happened. So in 1906, earthquakes that destroyed San Francisco also caused serious damage to Miss Winchester's house. So 1906, mm. yes, there was a big earthquake, mm-hmm. and, you know, this house got to be, like, seven stories, mm-hmm. so probably not the best for, like, mm-hmm. that era construction, you know, during an earthquake, um, but she was, she got trapped in this room until her workers were, like, able to set her free, which, oh, wow. I don't know, could have been, like, hours or whatever, but, like, she was super shaken by this experience and she had the room totally sealed off like she didn't want anyone ever in that room again and um it stayed that way I don't blame her like if you're trapped somewhere like I get super claustrophobic anyways so if you're just trapped in a room and like not sure when you're gonna get out yeah like let's I never want to go in there ever again (laughs) I know. Well, it stayed, it stayed shut, like, you know, sealed until like a couple years ago, they opened it and Ooh. added it to the tour, which I feel like awesome. I mean, she, it's not like she died in there or anything, but like, yeah, she probably was like, this was not good. Like, you, can you know, if she was spiritualist, like, yeah, she probably was like, this means something, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, And apparently another thing I read said that after the earthquake, like she literally couldn't even stay in that house for like six years or something. Like she left the house for like six years, which I'm like, well, if they say worked work was being done at 24 seven, like how was was she just like mailing them things that she wanted them to do? Like maybe still working during that time. I don't know. Yeah. Good uh, loophole. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay. In one of the tours, a guide gathered participants into that sealed off room to explain the history and point out the objects found inside more than a hundred years after being sealed. And the guide, the guide heard a loud sigh in the hallway and went outside to bring in like the straggler or whoever was out there. She didn't find any tourists, but she did see a small ghostly form gliding around the corner and the guide like quickly followed. She still didn't see anybody, but she heard another sigh, which, you know, she thinks was Mrs. Winchester, you know, sighing because they Mm -hmm. unsealed the room and were like in there. So she's just like, 
stupid, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sighing like that. Um, oh, okay. And so here's the part where we get to the 13s. Um, oh, okay. Right. The number 13. She was like a huge Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> Isn't her number 13? Or Yeah, I was going to say, more okay. like Taylor Swift is a huge Sarah Winchester fan. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so um, she was apparently fascinated by the number 13. Um, every Friday the 13th, the bell tolls 13 times on the 13th hour which is 1 p.m. And, um, you know, a lot of house. People, yes, a lot of people, okay. like, stop to video the oh. event. Yeah, and then, like, you know, check for any crazy, like, what's happening because she was, like, so obsessed with the 13th, which is why she had her will or whatever it was, like, mm-hmm. 9, 13, 13 different wills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, or 13 like... 13 different parts I, of the will, yeah. Yeah, I guess she was, like, obsessed with the number 13. Um, so we then, need to go on Friday the 13th now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do some, some like kind of ghost night tours or flashlight awesome. tours on Friday the 13th. Um, but you know, not with COVID. Um, yeah. if that's still even a thing, please tell me it's not <laughs> future, future us, <laughs> please. Um, okay. So this is kind of like the house after her death. And according to the current owners of the house, after she died and the belongings were left to her niece, like you mentioned, Marion Marriott, um, it took movers eight truckloads a day for six and a half weeks to empty oh the my God. house of furniture. <laughs> yeah. So not only was this house freaking huge, it was filled yeah. with shit. Yeah. <laughs> she was a hoarder in a 24,000 yeah. square foot house. <laughs> That would be a whole series, not just an episode of the Hoarders show. Um, okay, so her biographer, however, um, has been unable to find any evidence supporting the claim that it took eight truckloads a day for six and a half weeks to like empty the whole wow. house. So like, so the I just assume the current owners watched that happen. <laughs> yeah, but you know <laughs> they, they were like there. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been the. Um, you know, the neighbors, like, started this rumor, mm-hmm. but whatever, um, so, oh, they didn't mention the former home of the furniture at the auction, which makes uh, it possible to track down today, so, they didn't say it was from the Winchester house, yeah, when they so if someone bought something at auction, they wouldn't necessarily know that it's from the Winchester. Why wouldn't they do that? I feel like it would I make it know. way more valuable. To- <laughs> I know. But maybe her, maybe it was her wishes mm-hmm. to yeah, get rid of that. everything and, like, don't hold on to this. Like, this was for or- me. And, like, get it don't out of this house. Name. Yeah, don't keep that name going, you know, too. Right. right. So who knows? Another mystery. <laughs> Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. So the furnishings that are in the house today for tours are donations or loans that like just reflect that time period. And okay. because she was such a private person, no known interior photographs were taken. So the exact furniture furnishings are a mystery. So, so many mysteries. And I know unsolved mysteries. <laughs> um, oh, I guess like 
the only thing that's still there is a set of bulletin cabinets in the linen room. So I don't even know what that means. Um, let's see. Okay, so following Sarah's death, the home was auctioned to the highest bidder, who then turned it into an attraction for the public, like we said. And um, I think I did already mention this, but the first tourist tourists walked through the house in February 1923, which was five months after she died. So not that long after. I it was a quick turnaround. Yeah. I mean, I can see how they could get everything out, auction it off, you know, refill it. But like, damn, like give it like a year to breathe out. But if you think about it, like in that time period, it was probably still a huge story. Even. Oh, yeah. Well, spiritualism was died. Yeah. You know, wrapping up, still going pretty strong by then, you know, so people were probably definitely fascinated. Yeah. And I feel, you know, now in today's news cycle, it's like, oh, like the like most famous person in the world could die a week later you're like oh yeah I already forgot that that happened you know because it's yeah. like so much shit happens every single day and we just have any of that information at any time like whenever we want it so just it was probably like everything. something yeah but so this is what in in their time like this is what they were absorbed in like reading about this crazy widow who's building this crazy house and oh my god she died and now you can go to her house and like walk Mm -hmm. around and see what really she was like doing in here so Mm -hmm. when I'm sure just like rumors of other high society people who had been to seances or other things at her house Mm -hmm. you know um and just hung out with her that all spreads and so then there's just this and like you said there's nobody knows everything um and so that also just kind of spreads because there is this mystery about like how many rooms or how come certain passageways don't go anywhere and you know so everyone wants to see it for themselves so which is exactly why I can't wait to go you want to go (laughs) yeah exactly so (laughs) yep we're going we're going Oh my God, this was awesome. I cannot wait to go. I mean, as far as famous awards, I just think like Sarah Winchester, most eccentric badass, like takes the cake. She like took that money and spent it however she wanted to, didn't really give a damn. It seems like what people thought about her and, um, you know, good for you, sir. And, you know, she tried to do maybe not necessarily good, but like she was definitely haunted by this legacy of the rifle that she wanted to turn that around. So I think that's good. Like she was a visionary. Yeah, like, I feel like today, if you were, like, a rifle heir, you might feel a little bad, (laughs) too. So, she was ahead of her time. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I think she really was. She really, really was. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know of any other awards. I mean, just, like, worst um, movie, Winchester, starring Helen Mirren. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Not worse. Oh, here's one. Um, I listened to a good podcast episode about this. So if you want to like, you know, kind of listen further. I mean, I did take some of the information from the podcast. If you don't think we did a good job. <laughs> yeah. If you want to listen to only a 30 minute podcast episode about this and get the same amount of information, sorry you're too late, but um you can listen to Criminal, um, mm-hmm. one of my fave podcasts. Okay. Um, 
This is Phoebe Judge. <laughs> um, she does an episode, I think if you just search like Winchester um, criminal, it'll come up. But, you know, it's yeah. more of a condensed little version. And there's some other tidbits that, you know, I didn't include in here. So, And she just my... definitely goes into like the history of the rifle too. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yes, yeah. So this, that was my pick for best podcast um besides ours I would definitely again just say go check out the Winchester Mystery House.com website I believe you can do virtual tours if you want and that's where I got a lot of the information and you can see photos um of the workers the house you know some of the rooms stuff like that so it's fascinating thank you Sarah Winchester for building this modern marvel I I hope, you know, I hope you're resting peacefully now and not being bothered by the spirits of the Winchester rifle victims. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Like, literally (laughs) rest in peace. Literally. Um, Wow. That was good. I don't know. I'm excited for next week. The first of our series of famous houses um, and those who reside in them and the crazy stories of stuff that has happened in them. So, yeah, we'll have a new house um, next week, but definitely send us your ideas. Make sure to tell a friend about us. Um, rate, review, and subscribe if you're liking the podcast. It means so much to us and helps us kind of move up and get more listeners. So, yeah, hopefully you, you liked it. Yeah, I want to know also, like, what were you thinking when you heard famous house? Like, what did you think we were going to be covering? Cause like everybody thinks of something different of like, you know, fill in the blank, like famous, famous house. Oh, you think like, Oh, what house are you thinking of? Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But exactly. Like, you know, you might have a specific one then and let us know because we can always look into it for you because we need your kind of input on what you guys want to hear about because we love looking into this kind of stuff so let us do it you sit back and relax and we will tell you all about it yeah Yeah. so next week it's going to be Liz maybe or me I don't know haven't decided yet um giving our solo stories our solo research um Mm -hmm. on another famous house so stay tuned and see you know what we're going to cover next that's right we'll see you next time bye